Jesus. I know we got the victory this morning. See, that's got to be your present reality. You have the victory. You may be seated. Praise the Lord. Wow, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Sons and daughters, we're coming into the most extraordinary times of life. We hear the word, the great awakening. How many of you heard the word, the great awakening? What does that look like to you? When you hear that word, a great awakening, just like today we're singing about this how we fight our battles. What does that look like to you? We don't, we don't do it the way the world does it. We're the ambassadors of a king, I promise you. An ambassador calls on daddy, and daddy will answer you. As an ambassador of the Lord, you cry out to him in Jeremiah 33, 3. He says, what? When you call out, I will what? Answer you. This is how we fight our battles. See, that's one of God's principles is call on me. He said, call on me and I'll do what? I will answer you. And then what he says, what? I'll show you great mighty things you don't even know. How many rate for some great and awesome things? How many rely on that word this morning? See, we're being awake in church. We've been a sleeping giant long enough. So the word the Lord gave me this morning about the great awakening. What is that? How do you define it to somebody to really understand it? Because we hear a lot of things, but do we understand what the Lord is saying to us? We're in the midst of a great awakening. What's that going to be to you, the body of Christ, when God said there's going to be a great awakening? So that tells me maybe I've been asleep all this time. Because the evidence is I'm not bearing the fruit of a kingdom. Because we're supposed to be fruitful. We're supposed to multiply. See, we're full of seed. And we're supposed to be fruitful. And we're supposed to multiply. To me, the great awakening, the best way I can explain it to all of you that you would understand it is, but it's the simplest terms. That's how I'm saying we got to make things simple. We're always trying to be so profound and so adequate in our speech. But I think sometimes we just need to hear it in the simplest terms that it becomes a reality to us that will stick to us and it will be so alive inside of us that the revelation will never be taken from us. There's a new consciousness that God will bring us into it. Let's look up the word consciousness. Consciousness is the tangible embodiment of a revelation that a person has come to believe and trust so completely that acting in accordance to that revelation is first nature with them to said person. Think about that. You become so aware of so conscious of its first nature with you. See, that's where God wants to bring us. See, when a child is born, when that child wakes up, how new he's in a brand new world. How know God's trying to create a brand new world. How many is going to take a brand new people? See, that's part of the wake up called making you a brand new people. And what does that look like to you? See, we got into such formulas in our life and, and such a religious indoctrination and theology 
that when God wants to move in the midst of you, he's blocked by the theology and doctrine of man and religion that bounds you. But God said today to you, if I got to wrap it through, I'm going to make things all new in the midst of you. Like a child, I'm about to awake you and to stir you, to launch you, position you for things I'm about to do before you. I'm going to bring you a new awareness, a new consciousness, a new alertness. Even in Matthew, Jesus said to the disciples, Peter, could you not tarry one hour? Peter, do you realize that the greatest transition in the world is about to take place? In the midst of this greatest transition about to take place, here you are asleep. See, we're, we're in the greatest transition the world's ever seen. We're not going to be doing things the way we do things. How much is going to cause a major shakeup in your life? Every one of you, without exception, this church is going through something right now. You don't even like the process. You don't like what you're going through. <clears throat> but the Lord has created a crisis in your life. That's right, he did. <clears throat> but God wants you to get a new perspective on crisis. See, the world sees crisis and comes under it and bound by it. But in the house of the Lord and the saints of God, a crisis to them, the word crisis means opportunity. Because it's in the crisis that you discover what's really in you. It's in the crisis that's going to strengthen you. It's in the crisis that's going to mature you. So you'll see it from a different perspective. This guy down the street, his house burns down. The neighbors are all out in the yard crying with him, boo-hooing with him, and all my world just ended. My house burned down. But then she, Joe down the street here, his house burns down. They got a party going on. They'll say, what is he, crazy? No, he sees the opportunity to mature in this, to see God's going to give him something greater out of this. He sees a fullness that God's hand in this. It's time for something new for you. Sometimes I got to take away from you to get the new to you. Even when you lose your job, you'll say, oh, my gosh, my world ended. I lost my job. Now what am I going to do? But the person who's in Christ says, wow, an opportunity just been availed. I've been wanting to get out of that job for so long. I didn't have the, the, the tenacity to say I'm out of here. So the Lord says, not a problem. I'll get you out. I'll get you fired. Isn't that awesome? God got you fired. See, he'll do what he has to do to get you where he wants you. See, we got to become like a baby. You know, when that baby wakes up, he's very exploratory. He's exploring the world around him. All of a sudden, he's excited about what's around. He doesn't know what it all is. He's just woken up. Then all of a sudden, there's this discovery. I can crawl. Then all of a sudden, I got these little hands. I can pull things down. And then as he grows, he says, well, I got these legs. I can walk. And then a problem comes. He gets a voice. He, all of a sudden, he's in the discovery mode. You know, you go to restaurants, you can hear the kids. They don't care where they're at. They'll say what they say. They're not afraid. See, God wants you to become as a little child. He wants you to be exploratory, adventurous. He wants you to have that faith as a child. That, that child does not fear anything. Hey, Daddy's got this. Then you take that child to the beach, and it's so neat. I watch people take their babies to the beach for the first time. They put their little toe in that water. They're going, ooh, what's that? 
See, it's like the people and the Holy Spirit, they start getting in it. They put their toe, ooh, what's that? But then they get in it. They discover it's more than the water. There are things within that water I didn't even know exist. All of a sudden, there's an excitement in that child. No one says he's adventurous. He's exploratory. And then the voice is speaking out. And he's so excited. See, he's bringing church to that place. He's bringing to the water. It's time to cross over. We've got to become exploratory. We've got to become pioneers. Be like that child that we trust our daddy who's going to guard us and put limits on us to protect us. But as we are exploring, all of a sudden I got a voice. Church is finally waking up and realizing they got a voice. They've been crawled along all these many years. They're finally learning how to walk. Now the church is ready to run and run with destiny, run with purpose. See, this is wake-up time, church. This ain't time to keep doing what we've been doing, playing the games that we've been playing, just being religious, doing what we do Sunday morning, and then we go out that door and nothing's changed. Things are going to change. This is part of the great awakening. You're going to discover stuff about you you didn't know about you. Just like yesterday I discovered about my sister that I could pilfer a house so quick. But so I, as a father of faith, I had to reconcile it. I had to bring harmony back in the house of the Lord, you know. I'm just saying. you got to be ready in season, out of season. Amen. I had to be ready. Then my son of great wisdom said, Dad, here's the answer to solve the problem. And so, we, so like David's men of old, they went and found a brook of Kenbrook to give David a drink of water. So we had to go out this morning and search the land. But, you know, but, you know, we got to have harmony in the house of the Lord, sons and daughters. We don't want to hinder the spirit in the house of the Lord. Amen. But, see, we're in the most extraordinary time of life. Do you really realize what's going on in your world? See, God's creating a brand new world. Everybody's looking for a brand new world. But we're never going to have a brand new world until we discover that we're a brand new people. See, God wants you to become a brand new people with a brand new heart, with a brand new spirit in Jesus Christ to manifest his kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. See, we hear that, but is it, is it a revelation to you? Do you have a revelation of the power and authority that's in you as an ambassador of the king who has been appointed by the king, sent by the king? I thought about Paul when Paul was beaten unjustly. He was in prison unjustly. And then Paul spoke up. He said, do you realize I'm a citizen of a king? I'm the citizen of Rome. You know what happened? Everybody shook in their boots. When that becomes your understanding, when that situation comes up to you, do you realize I'm a citizen of a king? Do you know I'm an heir to a king? And like Jesus said to Pilate, Pilate, do you understand something? Pilate, you need to understand what's going on here. At any moment, I can call on 12 legions of angels and wipe out the whole nation. See, one angel one night in the Old Testament wiped out 380,000 people. One angel. There's 6,000 legion, six, angels and a legion. So 6,000 times 380. 
And what did Jesus say to Pilate? I'll call on 12 legions. That's over a billion people. There's nobody exists in this world that many. Pilate, this all can be over. All they can do is call on him. Father, I'm just going to call on you. And he said, I'll answer you. See, church, we got to remember he fights our battles. The battle belongs to the Lord. See, our whole life we've been trained by that song, I'm soldiers of the Lord. No, I'm an ambassador of a king. I'm a heavenly citizen. I don't battle with you. I step back and call on the king who has sent me to you. And that king will send a legion of angels to put a whooping on you to straighten you up what's going on around you. I got to rely on that. That's got to become my present reality. I got to be as that baby who's exploring a new world that God opened up to me. All of a sudden, I've been birthed into this new world. Then all of a sudden, I discover in this world that I'm a brand new person. Man, all things have passed away. All things have become new. That's got to be a conscious revelation to you. You may talk about Jesus and healing, but until you have an encounter with the king and a healing and a manifestation of his presence, then you're conscious and aware of the revelation of whom you are and why you are. We've got to get that place. It says in Ephesians 5, 14, wherefore he says, awake thou that sleepest. This is wake-up call, church. Your world's going to get changed. Because as you start waking up, you're going to come to the reality of things in your life that are going to be eradicated from your life so you can have a life to give your life as he gave his life so you can have a life to give your life. There's going to be an amazing awakening in this house of the Lord. You're all going to start waking up and becoming all that God called you to be. Not what the world says you are. Not what your family says you are. Not what you believed about yourself, but the revelation of whose I am, why I am, and where I am. We got to wake up to this has got to become real to you. All the preaching in the world's not going to change you until you awaken to the hour that he called. Do we understand we are in the greatest transition we've ever seen? As Jesus said to Peter, you realize the time of transition? I know John the Baptist was a transition man. And he transitioned from the old into the new. He said, in those days. So he would say, look, there's something about to change. There's a transition going on. You need to repent because the kingdom of God's about to be among you. You need to repent now because things are going to change for you. I'm going to awaken you to what's in you that's been binding you and keeping you from the fullest that I have for you. Son, though your heirs and joint heirs with him. That's got to be a conscious revelation and becoming one with it. It's first nature with you. So what comes out of you is the authority, the heart, the passion, and the character and nature of Jesus Christ. Not the nature and character of the world that's around you, that's been on you, been emanating from you. You can tell what the person believes by what they say. A lot of people confess Jesus but live them. You think about that for a minute. They're out there preaching Jesus but living them. The word says it's no longer I live. It's no longer about me. There's no longer I live, but Christ live. And the life I now live, I live by faith in God. We've got to become children again. We've got to be adventurous again. 
we can make that exploratory and say, Lord, we're going to explore the great things of the kingdom. Lord, we may not understand it, but we're going to explore it. We're going to be adventurous like a child. We're going to be pioneers, and we're going to go forward. We're going to learn how to exercise these legs you've given me, and the voice inside of me is going to be the voice of the Lord speaking through me. You can tell what people believe by what they say. You can preach Jesus to me all day long, but I watch your life. I watch your life. Wherefore, you say, awake thou that sleepest. Arise from the dead. Those who are spiritually dead, you need to wake up. Arise from the dead. Those who are spiritually dead, this is the time to cause a stirring and wake them up. And Christ shall not give thee light. I know we're the light of the world. How bright is your light? This is a time for you and I, sons and daughters. And I'm going to read another one for you. Revelation. Revelation is the unveiling of a new biblical truth through the power of the Holy Spirit. On the other hand, consciousness is total immersion in the revelation that is in accordance with the revelation become first nature to the person who believes in that revelation. It's one thing to get revelation, but be conscious and aware of that revelation to become one with the revelation that is first nature with you. See, this is what God wants to get in all of you. If you leave here and say it was another good sermon, you miss why we're here. This is not about another good sermon. Apostle will preach a sermon. I just rattle. I'm rattling because the Holy Spirit knows what each one of you need in this house this morning. A lot of you have been sleeping at the switch. And God said, it's time to wake up, church. You can't keep doing what you're doing expecting different results. You need the consciousness and the revelation of Jesus Christ at a dimension you've never seen before. Because when that becomes your revelation and you become conscious of whom you are and what he created in you, the King of God inside you, who empower you for great mighty things on earth before you, if that becomes alive inside you, then the self and limitations that have been on you today will be broken off you. Heaven will open up above you. He will pour out his spirit upon you. He will ignite you. He'll release you. He'll lodge you, reposition you. He'll heal you. He'll deliver you from all the and all the entrapment of the enemy all these many years that have been on you and the spirit of stupid is coming off us. We're waking up. We're coming alive, church. We're coming alive. Like that child, all of a sudden he's alive when he wakes up. He's full of energy. He's full of zeal. I got a brand new world. Look at that water. Isn't that awesome? And then he discovers what's in. Church, we discover what's in. Like that child, that innocence, that purity of a child. He hasn't been indoctrinated. He hasn't been bound by the words of man. He's alive. He sees a brand new world and a perspective within the world. And he can discover all these awesome things in the world. That's where he wants you. He wants you to discover today for the first time as a child who you are. And all these limitations broken off you. All that you say, the limitations are coming off. All those indoctrination, all your life experience, you will give it to him today. He'll take it from you. But you're going to have to be conscious of this. You're going to have to be delivered to this. You've got to be intentional. Sons of the, we've got to be intentional to bring about this change. 
we're going to have to put forth the effort to make the change. Or we're going to continually go on doing what we're doing, especially different results. Church, we got to get involved. Don't, it's not about the leadership. It's about you personally. See, he called Moses personally. He called P Paul personally. He called each one personally. He's a personal God that's calling each one of you by name. He said, child, you're mine. He said, child, you walk with the water, you're not going to drown. And when you go through the fire, you're not going to burn. So we got to get this revelation. Child, you are mine. I'm going to take you through troubled water. If you're going through the troubled water, you're going to trust me, rely on me, depend on me. You're not going to drown. You may be down, your head may be under the water. But you're going to do it. Some time back, I've always held the expression, you can't take people further than you can swim. How many of you have heard that expression? So I asked the Lord, what does that mean, Lord? See, I, I haven't learned yet sometimes not to ask certain questions. Because then when I ask those questions, I go through an experience. But then becomes my revelation. So I said, okay, Lord, what is... What does it look like to be in water deeper than I've ever been in to help other people get in it? So he takes me out in the deepest water I've ever been in. And then next thing you know, he's not there. And I've done everything I know how to do, just like you. I struggled. I paddled. I put every human effort I had to be in a current of deeper water than I've ever been. And all my efforts... But all my abilities. I said, Lord, I'm drowning. I said, Lord, I can't navigate this. This is more than I can handle. Then finally I went down. I said, Lord, this is it. And all of a sudden he picks me up. He said, now you trust me. The very current that took you down will not be the very current to take you forward in my people. You might find yourself in that place. You're struggling with everything in you to try to survive. You're putting forth every effort you know how, every gift, every ability, every talent, and you say, Lord, I, I'm going down, and he just lets you go. Until you get to that place, you've got to surrender because there's nothing left of you. There's nothing left that you could do to survive where God put you. But it's in that place, like a child, you discover, Daddy's going to pick me up. Daddy, I just tried to run the best I could, and I skinned my knees. I fell on my face. And, Daddy, you let me do it. But now I can reach up. I know you got me, Daddy. But you let me skin my knees to learn without you, I'm going to fall. That without you, I'm going to trip. I was independent. I was arrogant. And I ran ahead of you. And now I'm on my face before you. But now I can reach out to you. See, that's what God wants you to get, sons and daughters. This codependent spirit that the world put on you, it's got to be broken off you. The only person we're codependent on is the king that lives within you. But we're going to have to become that child again. We're going to have to be back to that innocence of a child. He wants to restore your innocent church. He wants to restore your purity. Romans 13, 11. And that knowing the time, we need to know the time we're in church. Even Jesus, if you knew the hour. He said, if you disciples only knew the hour of this transition, if you only knew the hour 
for what you're in. Church, we need to know the time it is. You want a revelation of what's going on? Get into Matthew 24-7. I was going to teach on it today, but it would take too long. Andrew and I have been teaching it on Monday nights. And it's a long, long teaching because there's scripture after scripture after scripture. We let the scripture decipher the scripture. We don't try to discern it from our own knowledge. We let the word interpret the word. To get the word that God wants to say to you, not with my revelation, not with my input, not with my understanding. I'm here to prepare you. I'm here to empower you. I'm not here to be empowered. I'm going to empower you. I'm here to set you free. I'm here to, to launch you out. I'm not here to manipulate you. I'm here to advance you. Amen. It's not about me. It's all about you and the purpose that God has for you. But I got to awaken you to the point to now that it's later than you know, church. This is the time of transition. Nothing's going to be the same anymore, okay? Stop listening to the news. Stop listening to media. Stop listening to Facebook. Get off the phone and get on the throne. Amen? You got to learn to get on your knees. We, we run to every prophet in the world. We'll listen to all the soothsayers. There is so much false prophecy. Go to Matthew 24, 7, 4 and on through. Read it. We're in the day of the false prophets. Son and daughter, they're out there. If you're not on your knees before the king, they get the revelation from the king that will ignite you, release you, and launch you, then you'll fall prey to the false prophets around you, and you won't even know you're deceived. You have to have a personal relationship yourself. Every time something goes on in your life, you run to somebody else. How about running to the king who lives within? And I promise you, know the time and hour you're in, church. Be aware, be courageous, be bold. Be who God created you to be. This is your wake-up call. This is not any season any generation has ever been in, but it's our time. And knowing the time, that now is high time to what? Wake out of your sleep. It's time to be alerted. It's time to be awakened. And our job is to help you to be awakened, to bring a revelation and consciousness to you. There are things that are binding you that were first nature with you that you live with them and cohabit with them. I preached a couple weeks ago. What's in your garden? What's in your garden? Asked Adam. He did not deal with what was in his garden. He was told in Genesis, subdue and take dominion. Adam, you got a snake in your garden. You got something's going to bite you. Subdue is a military term to take over. Once you take over what the enemy's doing to you, you have dominion. See, that's why I preached a couple weeks ago. What's in your garden that's going to bite you? You co-inhabit with it. Your first nature with it, you don't even know you're living with it. You go to work every day, you're on the clock, and what are you doing? I'm just saying, you, you think about what I just said. That anger that you have within you because of a brother and sister, it's going to bite you. That bitterness that you've not let go of, it's going to eat you. We're in a whole new world, church. 
We don't have time to harbor these things anymore. We need the heart of the Father within us to love one another. We're not there yet, not one of us. My job is just to love you. His job is to change you. I'm not taking his place, I promise you. But we got to learn to see the value in each other. We need to value one another, especially in the time of this hour of transition. Every one of you are experiencing things you never experienced before. It's unfamiliar to you. Because my whole life we did church this way. Our whole life it was ingrained in us. Then all of a sudden, we're not doing church anymore. We're doing kingdom business. See, if all the churches in the world would get together and establish the kingdom on earth as it is in heaven, we all be on the same page. See, religion killed Jesus. Religion's going to kill you. It's going to tear you up from the floor up. It's going to divide you, cause stress among you, division and argumentation. And while we're all doing that, the world's going to hell. But when we start preaching about the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven, when it becomes your present reality that you're a citizen of a king, you have the authority of the king, you have the heart of the king, you have the nature of the king, you have the passion of the king, you have the dreams of the king. He's creating a brand new world. And he sends you out ahead of time to a conquered nation to colonize it with his kingdom. To take over that territory and make the territory and colonize it so it's exact image of the kingdom. So when a king comes to this new colonization, it's no different than being home as a king. We've got to create that environment for people. That when they come in here, it's a whole new world for them. There'll be healing here because there'll be an anointing here. It was like, I think it's Isaiah 10, 27. It's a break or anointing. When you come in here, things are going to get broken off you because of the corporate anointing that's on you that will not allow you to sit in a pew with the junk inside you. That anointing is going to come on you and break that yoke off of you. You just got to submit to with the work of the Holy Spirit that's in the midst of you. Like the child that comes to the water, you've got to get immersed in it. As a deer panteth for the water, so my heart panteth after you. Did you understand that revelation? See a deer when it's in pursuit by its enemy. The, the deer goes into the water. The only thing sticking out is the tip of his nose. He emerges himself in that water. There's safety in that water. See, there's safety in the Holy Spirit, but we got to get immersed in it. So when the enemy comes after us, he don't see us, but the Holy Ghost that covers us, the Holy Ghost that's all over us, the Holy Ghost that's saturating us, the empowerment of the King within us, the anointing to break every yoke around us, to wake us, to stir us, to launch us, reposition us. There's some of you today that are bound. But God said, today you'll take the word of the Lord and awaken. I will break that chain off of you. That busyness and that trafficking that's gone over your mind right now, I will break it off of you. Who believes that today? Let me know you're free today. Is it your present reality today that you need to give him praise? You need to stand right now so that I, I receive it. I am free for who the son has set free is free indeed. Son and daughter, I declare the word of the Lord. You are waking up right now. You are waking up. You're getting stirred up for this hour to be empowered. This is your time to wake up and not just sit in the pew. It's not time to warm the pew. They call it a pew because people died and made a stink. 
but we're not doing it anymore. We're rising up. See, church, I got you standing because I said it's a time to rise up, oh sleeper. Arise up. Arise up to the awakening. Arise up to the new awakening. That, that before we can have revival, I need to revive you with the Holy Ghost inside you. There's cleansing in this house. There's healing in this house right now. Oh, but you didn't lay hands on me. You didn't prophesy over me. See, that's formula. Get over your bad self. He said, speak the word. My servants are healed. He said, speak it. I am the great I am. I am in the midst of you. I am Jehovah, your deliverer. I am Jehovah, your redeemer. I am Jehovah, your restorer. I'm restoring my bride. I'm restoring you. I'm redeeming you. I am freeing you. And all that busyness of your mind today stops in Jesus' name. By the authority of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I declare your wholeness over you. Church, rise up. Rise up. Rise up, church, like the wings of an eagle. Mount up and get your praise on. Just look at your name and say, I'm healed. Start declaring it. Start prophesying it. Start prophesying over one another. I am the healed of the Lord today. I'm awakened. I'm going to crawl till I can run. And now I'm going to talk. I'm going to run. I'm going to be fulfilling my destiny. Oh, son and daughter, you hearing it today. Are you awake today? Are you conscious of what the Holy Spirit is saying to you this morning? Is it in your heart today? Get inside you. And knowing the time. That's now time, church. This is our time. I know this is our time. You are the bride of Jesus. You're supposed to be the apple of his eye. We're so focused on what could have been and should have been. But you're standing today in the presence of this king. His majesty is in the midst of you. I want you to become so sensitive to his presence in this place. This is not emotionalism. He's here. I can feel his presence. I can feel the brushing of angel wings. He's brushing over you. The Father's loving on you. He, a lot of you came with an orphan spirit. You're not an orphan anymore. You're heirs. You're joint heirs with the King of Kings. Sons and daughters, this is your down moment. The God of right now said, if you will receive it, if you acknowledge me in the midst of you, I'm going to walk amidst my candlesticks and put a fresh light inside of you. I'm going to stir a stirring in you that ho-hum Christianity will never do for you. The youth of America that are in this room today, I speak to you. Don't let the world conform you with the king that lives within you. Awaken to the hour that God is calling the youth of America to rise up, to lead the charge in the days before us, to advance the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven. Son of today is your wake-up call. Like that child, exploratory, adventurous, trusting, relying, dependent on daddy. You know that little child just reaches out. Just reach out. If you skin your knees, it's okay. He's graceful. You might get some skin knees on this, but that's okay. 
Explore your new world. See that water? Time to step in. There's so much within that Holy Spirit. There's so much more to be explored, to experience that you've not experienced before. See, this is your time to step into the deep. The deep is calling to the deep. And as a deer calleth, panteth for the water. I want you to have a passion in you today. You seem you lost your passion. You lost that fire inside you. I want you to be consumed by the presence of God and have such a zeal, such a compassion that the world will no longer allure you or draw you. You're so lost in him, the world can't find you. And I tell women of God, get so lost in Jesus that when that man comes for you, he's got to find Jesus before he finds you. Amen. Get lost in him, church. I could preach this all day long, but I just pray today you hear so clear. Awake, sleeper, awake for the hours at hand. The Lord said, I have need of you. Have I not called you by name, my child? Have I not called you by name? Child, you're mine. He said, child, when you walk through the water, you're not going to drown. But it's in the water. I'll give you a crown and take away your frown. It's walking in the water with me anew. Like Peter did, I promised you. If he would have kept his eyes on me, he would have walked on through. But he allowed the storms of life around him to distract him for the miraculous that would happen around him. The miraculous is happening in this church. It's happening right now. See, there's a new freedom coming over you. And I hear a few of you saying, I doubt that. I doubt that. You go say, try me, see if I'm not God. Put me to the test. Go ahead. Call on him and try him. I want, he loves a good fight. So go ahead. Because he loves you too much. To leave you in the present state and get to church. We're not doing church anymore, though we did it. It's over today. The God of right now said, we're doing something extraordinary. We're going to be an extraordinary people with an excellent spirit. See, the excellent spirit starts inside of you. When you have the principles of a king within you, then the character of the king will be evident in you. That's what he's trying to develop in each and every one of you. That's why you have strong leadership over you that's trying to sound the holy alarm and the holy mountain around to stir up every one of you. Not leave you in the state that we find you, but in the state of a king whose estate now belongs to you. The estate of the king is inside of you. And everything you have need of, the God said all things will become new. And I promise you today, if you'll be alert and conscious of me in the midst of you, if you allow me to walk in the midst of the people today, I promise each and every one of you, we won't have to lay hands on you, but I promise you the spirit of the living God will touch you right where you're standing. If you will receive it today, I will deliver you. I will heal you. That chain that's been around a few of you, today's going to be broken off of you. And those who came into the house of the Lord to challenge the authority of the king within the house, I promise you, submit now, surrender now, yield now, repent now, because before you leave, he'll bring you to your knees. But any arrogance in you, because he's going to reveal to you who is the king that lives within you, so you cannot come in the house of the Lord with garbage inside you, because God said, I'm going to take it out, I promise you. It's a whole new season. It's a whole new world. Become that baby. Enjoy your brand new world. 
Enjoy your brand new life with a brand new heart, with a brand new spirit. The king would say to you, I love you. I praise God for you. I could preach all day, I promise you, but it's not about that. Receive what the Lord is saying to you, and I'm going to read it one more time so you get it inside of you. Consciousness is the tangible embodiment of a revelation. How many received revelation today? The tangible embodiment of revelation that a person has come to believe and trust. How many trust and believe his word today? He, he and his word are one. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word watch shall remain. Hallelujah. Become a believed and trust completely that acting according to the revelation is first nature. Now you're going to have to act out in the revelation given to you. You're going to have to get involved in. You're going to have to be intentional. You're going to have to be deliberate to break the stronghold of complacency. See, your will makes all your decisions. And we keep making decisions according to the last decision, according to the last decision. We're going to break that today. We're going to stop that train. Today we're going to be intentional. Why did I do what I do? I want that to ring in your ears today before you leave here. Why did I do what I do? Why do I keep doing what I do and expect a different self? I got to become a new conscious and awareness of the tangible embodiment of the revelation the Lord speaking to me. The revelation is the unveiling of a new biblical truth through the power of the Holy Spirit. On the other hand, consciousness is total immersion in the revelation and according to that revelation becomes first nature to the person who believes in the revelation of Jesus Christ. Whole new world, church. I don't want you to come back and expect to do it the way we used to do it. I want you to start really seeing and loving each other. I want you to see the king in one another. I want you to see the love of Jesus emanate from one another. See the value of one another and minister to each other. Amen? Apostle. We thank you, Apostle Bill. Amen. We love you. I want you to get something of some substance in your hand so that we can bless Apostle Bill. We are blessed to be able to sow into him once, maybe twice a year we get him up here and we're able to sow into him and you know we can do the baby scriptures, it's more blessed to give than it is to receive, but how about the blessing that it is to be able to bless an apostle? If you don't know, ask some of us up here because we have seen the miracles on our lives. Amen? I see some of y'all texting to give and you're using the cash app. If you need to swipe, there's a swiper in the back. I want to give um, way just for a testimony for a moment. Diamond, if you'll come up. She wants to share something with the church. Amen. Come on, y'all. Let's make her feel welcome. It's her first time here. I just want to thank you guys for having me and being so welcoming. Um, Last month, my father was killed, and I haven't been in church in years. And he kept telling me to come here, come here, come here. And I was like, I don't feel like going to church, you know. And this is the church that he wanted me to come to. And um, even today, I wasn't even going to come. I was like, it might just be too far. I was just looking for a reason not to come. 
So then I put it in my GPS and it said one minute away. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I just knew I had to be here and I'm extremely grateful because you guys were so welcoming and friendly. Even when I got up the car, somebody was just like, hello, good morning. And it just made me not turn around. It made me come in. I'm just so appreciative of everybody. And I'm very much grateful that I'm here. And I would love to come back. Um, you guys are really friendly. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. I love you, baby. Proud of you. Okay. Amen. For those of y'all that lost someone really close to you, someone just go and just give her a hug. If it's a couple of us, just go and give her a hug. I know that some of us that's lost sons and daughters whew, and parents. For her to have the strength to come to church. I was listening to the message with Apostle Bill and trying to relate it for her. Because, you know, sometimes when we have messages and we thinking about cable getting shut off and rent not being paid. But how does the message apply to someone who's lost their father? And Apostle Bill said, we have to teach them that during crisis, there is a new opportunity for God to do something in our lives. And I know it hurts and it's scary, but I'm glad she made it here today. Look at the love that's around you, Diamond. Amen. Amen. A few of us knew your dad here. <laughs> when we had 9 o'clock church, he would come to 9 o'clock, and he would sit in the back, and he loved Minister Mike. <laughs> he told um, when, when Mike and Ebony was going through, he was like, who's his wife? She's crazy. That's a good dude right there. He said, I'm praying they get back together. And guess what happened? <laughs> Look what the Lord has done. And he had told me that Kareem, where's Pastor Kareem? He's out with the youth still. He told me that one right there is a son. That one prays just like you. And I had never paid attention to Kareem's praying. And then when I heard him, I was like, wow, he does pray like me. So you just, you never know how much of a glimpse you're going to have of somebody in your life. You know, the Bible says we're, it's like a shadow. And we just never know, right? That hour or that day. So just keep Diamond in your prayers and her sister's our brothers, um, just remember that family. And when we see her, as we do anyway, let's just be attentive to her and not expect anything. Just give her love and welcome her in the church. Amen. Is that all right? Amen. We're going to go ahead and bless Apostle Bill now. If you haven't used your electronic devices, you may come up now and so. Absolutely. Thank you. Amen. Amen. I tell you what, life is tough, but to go through this life without Jesus, Lord have mercy. I don't know how anybody could make it. Anybody feel me on that today? to go through what we go through without God? Could you imagine? 
That's why he said in the word, without the Lord on my side, where would I be? Because you'd lose your mind out in this world. And like Apostle Bill said, things have shifted. It's getting worse out there. And we've got to prepare for God's people to be sent in the church to be with God's children. Amen. We have to be prepared, y'all. They're going to come in all kinds of forms and fashion. Amen. And we have to be able to love them. We say yes, but the Lord had even placed on my heart. We need to have at our in-service a discussion about being ready when he sends the world in. Are we ready? Or are we still judging people and expecting people to look like you and you've been in Jesus 20 years, right? We have to be ready to love them however he sends them in and let the gospel of Jesus Christ change them. Amen. We thank you, Apostle Bill. We thank the Lord. Of the, we see the youth have arrived safely. All of the youth drivers, the youth teachers. And I saw plenty of videos. I posted as much as I can on Instagram. You might see your child up there. So just be encouraged today. God bless you all. If you can stand to your feet. You want to close this out? Oh, thank you, Jesus. Lord, we just give you praise right now for the word today. That, Lord, we praise and thank you that you're mindful of us. In the midst of the transitioning world, you're a never-changing God. We give you praise for that, Papa, that you are our present reality. We don't allow the world to become our reality, but you are our present-day reality. You are the great I am in the midst of a changing world before us. Lord, we can trust in you. We can rely on you. And, Lord, we receive the word you've given us today, that it, we'll be conscious of that, we'll be alert to that, that, Father, we'll launch out in that. And I thank you for healing your sons and daughters in this room. I praise and thank you for restoration of sons and daughters in this room today. Lord, I praise and thank you for my daughter who you drew in here today, that we can love on her, that we can bring comfort to her, that you're the great comfort that comforts her, that daughters on you are not alone in this world. you got a family right here, and we're going to love on you. We're going to walk you through the next season you'll walk through. Father, I speak a Father's blessing over my sons and daughters. In Jesus' name, and all the saints said, Amen. Amen.